Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but y'all, it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what are you teaching? (laughs) Y'all, we're in the middle of a fantastic series that we actually hemmed and hawed about for quite some time because of what we believe about teaching and learning. And we think it's all about gaining experiences. So we cried uncle a little bit and we're doing the thing that Pam keeps getting asked about. And that is outlining what are the major strategies for the four operations. So Mm -hmm. we've tackled addition and subtraction and multiplication. And today we are going to address division. Division. Everybody's fave, right? Division. (laughs) Woo. Yeah, we've helped people everywhere construct these relationships in the in-person and the online workshops that we give and in Journey, our online implementation support system. That's our favorite way to construct these relationships, to actually have experiences where we all get a chance to really create neural connections in our brains. But we've decided to put them out there for you, our wonderful listeners. And more than that, more than just talking about them in the podcast, we are also giving you our big download, our resource. Y'all, it is really an ebook. Like we have created a free ebook, multiple pages where you can find all of these strategies. In fact, you could download it right now. Pause the podcast, download it at mathisfigureoutable.com slash big, B-I-G, because it's big. Mm -hmm. Download that free ebook and you can like... Learn right along with this podcast. You can be looking at what we're talking about with these different strategies right along as we dive into this week, as we dive into division. And y'all, next week, uh, May 11th, we are going to have our next You Can Change Math Class Challenge where we continue to build all these strategies, where you can gain experience with these strategies. And you can register for that now. Registration is open for the You Can Change Math Class Challenge you can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash change. Mathisfigureoutable.com slash change is where you can register for the next You Can Change Math Class Challenge. Starts on May 11th. 
If you are listening to this episode at some other time, you can check out what we're currently doing because let's be clear, we are always doing something. <laughs> you can check out what we're currently doing at mathisforgettable.com. Okay, let's dive in to division. I have yeah, to be honest with you. Division is an interesting thing for me because it, I have some polar opposite memories. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong memory of me in fourth grade getting it. And feeling so cool getting it. Let's like in parentheses, no, in quotes, (laughs) (laughs) like meaning I could mimic the steps and I could get the answer. And there was this odd satisfaction in me being able to do it mainly. And I'm not proud of this, but mainly because nobody else did. Yeah. So there was like this pride. There was this thing. It it wasn't like now that I look back on it, I'm like, ah, pride in this like weird. Can I mimic the teacher thing? Okay, whatever. But I also have this polar opposite memory. Tim has no idea I'm about to tell the story. Okay, I'm <laughs> this polar opposite memory of my uh, sister. And I have four sisters, so I'm not going to tell you which one. But I have a sister who cried through all of fourth grade and mm. would throw up oh. when my mom was like, it's time to go to school. And she would vomit. And my mom would be like, we're going to school. And it has so much to do with the fact that she couldn't do long division. It oh was so sad to watch like so much of her now she might be listening to this right now going pam you have the story a little bit wrong but that's my memory it's my memory of my sister that it had so much to do with the fact that there was this stupid thing that she felt like she couldn't do and my mom drilled it over and over and over with her um and and she finally you know like made it through and she's a successful wonderful adult but but against those odds and so why don't we like stop that torture yeah instead like open the doors of division to everyone. And we can do that with these main division strategies. Yeah. So let's kick right off. Okay. So a division strategy that's kind of a precursor that we need. It's not one of our main four. We're going to call four main strategies we need to develop in students. So this is a precursor, just like in addition, we had partial sums and in, mm-hmm. par- in excuse, yeah, partial sums. And in multiplication, we had partial products. In division, we're going to have partial quotients. That's going to be a thing that kids are going to try. They're going to start there. So it's kind of this precursor thing. Let's let's sort of illuminate it. And then let's get into the four that we need to develop, the four yep. that are going to be really important. So firstly, partial quotients. Kim, if I give you the problem, 192 divided by 12, Okay. what might okay. we see kids do that's kind of less sophisticated, but it's kind of a first shot? What might kids think about? Okay. So they might think about, I've got some 12s, right? So mm-hmm. they might think about it like 120 divided by 12 is 10. It's accessible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 10. And then they might think, okay, so let's see, I've got um, 72 away from the 192. What else would a kid think? Twelves, mm, some more twelves. How about? I mean, I've two- seen a lot of kids just start marching up by twelves at this point. Yeah, I was going to say maybe two twelves. Like maybe two twelves, they would mm-hmm. know is twenty four. Mm-hmm. And th- so twenty four divided by twelve is two. And so then they're thinking about how far away I am, and so maybe another twenty four divided by twelve is two. And so let's see how far away are they forty eight. What's 168? So maybe another 12 divided by 12 is another one. And I've lost track a little bit. So yeah, that, are, we at, are we at 16 so, I've got 10 so 12s far? And so 15 so far, right? Because at some point they're thinking about, gosh, I'm getting close to 192. So maybe instead of two 12s, they're going to slow down a little bit. Uh, okay. 
Um, and then another 12 divided by 12. So I've got a whole bunch of chunks here. So I've got yeah. 10 12s and two 12s and two 12s and another 12 and another 12. So that gets me to 182. So that would be 16 12s. Got you to 192. Mm -hmm. And so these partial quotients, you sort of used what you knew and you kind of Mm -hmm. built up and you had to kind of keep collecting them to see how much you had. And then, and then, and then a really important move is for us to nudge kids to ask how much more do you need? And you were kind of asking that naturally. That's not so natural sometimes for kids. They they Mm -hmm. start adding all these little chunks and then they get kind of lost in like, I don't even know where I am. And, Mm -hmm. and then they don't even think about where am I going so yeah. I can sort of see how much I still have to do. And so that's a really important move that as teachers is as we um, encourage students to use what they know and use these smaller chunks to build up to where they need to go is to help them go. So where are you and and how much more do you need? Oh, yeah. that could be like for some weird reason, the kids, some kids don't think about that. And so we like, how much more do you need? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they can kind of keep tacking on amounts that that that's that's fantastic because kids are using what they know. They're solving problems. It's not efficient enough. No. Mm-mm. But I don't think anywhere out there we've done a good job of helping teachers to know what to do next, unless it's just the algorithm. Like some yeah. teachers are like, okay, so we'll, you know, they'll, they'll, sometimes they'll call it the lucky seven. Uh, they'll draw this sort of thing and kids just kind of use what they know. But what we haven't done is help teachers know where do we nudge kids next so that they can be more efficient because all of these little, little chunks of numbers like Kim was just using, I was getting lost. It was like, okay, how many have you done? So, oh, and then you just added one more. To, okay, but well, we mm-hmm. need two more. Yeah, like how many of these little guys? So what would be, what would we want to do next with, with students? We call that smart partial quotients. Like let's try to get bigger, mm-hmm. fewer chunks. Mm-hmm. Bigger, yep. fewer chunks. So Kim, you mm-hmm. were just trying to think like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> What if you were thinking more like yourself? Well, it is so funny because I was trying so hard not to think like myself. Because <laughs> you heard, I love that you said that, um, how far away am I? Because it's a huge question that leads into smart partial products. I think it's kids who are not asking how far away am I um, get caught up in the little tiny pieces because they don't want to get and, over. And hey, you just said products, but you meant quotients. Oh, sorry, quotients. Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. So a question that I would ask myself is like, what do I know about 12s? So if I, I've got to get to 192, what do I know about 12s? And mm-hmm. I know, and for whatever reason, lots of kids know 12 12s. It's, it's, I don't know, is it because it's the big fact? I'm not really sure. But um, for whatever reason. Square numbers. A lot of yeah, kids know squares, maybe. 8 times 8, 6 times 6. Yeah. So yeah. I would say 144 divided by 12 is 12. And then I would have to ask myself, how far away am I? And at that point, taking stock of where am I in relation to my total um, so you're at 144, I'm you're at saying, 144. I need to get up to 192. Yep. Yep. That's a huge, huge question. And so I would say to myself, like I'm 48 away. So what do I know about 12 and 48? Ah, I do know that 48 divided by 12 is four. So those two chunks give me 16 12s is 192. So you had the chunk of 144 divided by 12. Mm-hmm. That's 12 12s. Yep. And, four, and then that leftover... 48 divided by 12, that's four more 12s. Yep. So 12 12s and four 12s is a total of 16 12s. Yep. Nice, nice chunks. And if a kid doesn't know that 144 divided by 12, that's not something that sparks for them. They could have done your start of 120 divided by 12 and then said, "Mm, let's see, now I still have 120. What do I have? What do I have left to get to get up to 192? Is that 72? 
Mm-hmm. Of 72. And then they ask themselves, do I know 72 divided by 12? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then they, they take a chunk they know in that, but we try to encourage bigger, fewer chunks sure. as we're trying to help them develop smarter partial quotients, not just yeah. any random, take any like little tiny, but, but we're, we're always saying, Oh, like I see what you did. Check it out. Let's compare to this uh, student who did bigger, fewer. Uh, do you know those chunks? Yeah. Uh, and we just sort of make a point that we're trying for bigger, fewer chunks. And sometimes, sometimes just having a student who who's using partial products that are partial quotients. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that the whole episode. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. They're using a whole bunch of little chunks. Sometimes just asking them to look back at the pieces that they found and wonder if they could have collected several of them together. Once, mm. once the pressure's off, they've got, you know, their, their answer or whatever. Um, having them look back and say, could you have put a few of those together? Like you had 12, for me, I had 12 divided by 12 and another 12 divided by 12. Um, supplying that how far away am I is, is the nudge they need. Oh yeah. It just would have been two twelves, And I knew mm-hmm, that I, mm-hmm. oh, it was just 24. I would have known that was two twelves. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, and it, you know, I was we're, I'm I'm pushing on you when you say product instead of quotient, but but uh, you know why I'm saying it? I totally do. Okay. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, but but I don't, I won't put words in your mouth. You t- tell everybody why. Um, why well, you- because because I love to think about division um, multiplicatively. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 In fact, the first one, when we were just doing these partial quotients and you said 120 divided by 12, I had written down 12 times what? Yeah. Like I was recording stuff in a ratio table because I was thinking about multiplying up and I had yes. to stop myself and, and, and do the partial quotients. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we are encouraging teachers is that as students think about a problem like 192 divided by 12, that they think of that as 12 times something, that missing mm-hmm. factor is 192. And they could do what Kim just did, thinking about it as partial quotients, but they could also think about it as partial products and yeah. literally multiply up by 12s until they get to 192. And mm-hmm. that missing factor that they found is the same as the quotient of the division problem. Yeah, totally. Okay. So we have kind of that baseline strategy of partial quotients. And then we just talked about that. We want to get our, one of our, so of our four main division strategies, one of them is smart partial quotients, yeah. bigger, fewer chunks. Let's yep. get at the other three main okay. division strategies. Kim, you ready to tackle some? Yes. You want to, okay. you're going to give me one next? Sure. Yeah. So our next strategy is, I'm just going to tell you the next strategy and, and give you the problem. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So the next strategy is over under, and here's your problem. Which your, is our, one of our favorites, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, I, I it's like your over-under. favorite. You, it, I do. You live, dream, breathe, eat. <laughs> I over. do love to over. It's so weird. <laughs> and, and I do now. It took me okay. a hot minute to Great. develop it. And I, now I do. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. Ready? All right. Um, your problem is 266 divided by 14. All right. So let's see how we can think about 266 divided by 14. When I look at this problem, I am literally thinking to myself, 14 times something is 266. And I'm thinking about 14s and I'm going to say to myself, "Mm, let's see. I know that like I literally in my head really quickly thought about 10 14s mm-hmm. and, and I said, that's not enough 140 because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to 266, but I will say I did think about it. Okay. And so then I said, well, let me think about 20 and I, and do you know how to, how I found 20? I could have just doubled that 140. Right. But I actually thought about two 14s as mm. 28. And then I scaled that 
times 10 to get 20 14s is 280. Yeah. So now I have kind of a pigeonhole. Now I can say, well, it's not 140 is too small and 280 is too big, but 266 is really close to 280. So yeah. I'm going to work from that. Now I'm going to ask that all important question. How close am I from 266 to 280? Oh, bam. That's just 14. Sweet. So I don't need 20 14s. That's 280. I just need 14 less than 280. That's just one 14. So I don't need 20 14s. I only need 19 14. So 266 mm-hmm. divided by 14 is 19. Very nice. You know what I was just doing while you were um, talking? Tell me. Um, I was just thinking about what the traditional algorithm would look like for that problem. Oh, I don't it's not it. too bad for that one. Um, I mean, if you know how many 14s are in 126, just oh, your head. well, okay. The first move wasn't too bad. The second <laughs> one was yucky. That, that's, wow. that's when they go off to the side and they guess and check a bunch of stuff, right? Totally. A ton, a ton of 14 times problems and they get Ooh, half of those wrong. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. All right. All right, granted. Nice. All right. My turn. Give me one. Okay. So that was the over-under strategy. Yes. yes. So yes. where we, before we, before you turn, just real quickly, where we go a little too big and then hack off, like we sort of adjust from the too big. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. All right. So one of our major strategies is smart partial quotients. One of them is this idea of, can I, can I grab a nice friendly multiple and then go a little over, a little under? All okay. right. So next, our next strategy that we want to exemplify in fact, is, before I say it, is anybody noticing how similar these strategies are to the, the multiplication strategies? Mm-hmm. The multiplication, we had smart partial products, and then we had over and under. Mm-hmm. And similarly, in multiplication, we had five is half a 10. And sure enough, in division, we're going to also have five is half a 10. So Kim, here is mm-hmm. your problem to okay. exemplify five is half a 10. 1,224 divided by 24. Mm, okay. So I'm thinking what I want to do. Oh, I'm going to do 2,400 divided by 24. Can, can I just talk about it multiplicatively? Second? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to go 124s is 2,400, which is way too much. Way too much, Kim. But I love the fact that then that gets me to 50 24s is 1,200. So if I know 100 of them, which is pretty nice to find, then I can just half as many to find half the product. So then I have 50, 24, 1200. I'm looking at how far away I am and that's just one more 24. So my answer is 51. Because you were supposed to get to 1224. Yep. You're at 1200. Yep. One more. So you're saying 1224 divided by 24 is 51. 51. Yep. And that would exemplify really nicely this idea of five is half of 12. <laughs> five is half of 12. Five is half of 12. Wow. I looked up at my paper where I had a 12 written down. Sorry. Five is half of 12. <laughs> Anybody worried a little today? Five is half of what? Yeah. So I'm That's also nice. thinking about the fact that as you were trying to think about um, the relationship between 24 and sort of 1200, because mm-hmm. it was 124 divided by 24. I'm a little curious, um, as you thought, well, 24 times what can get you up to 1,200? I'm thinking you might have thought 24 times something is, is close to 12? Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't yeah, that feel like half to you? Yep, yep. So, so is it conceivable that somebody might be thinking about 24s and think of half of 24? Mm-hmm. So I just literally wrote down 0. 0.5. Yep. 
and half of 24 is 12, now scale up mm-hmm. to the 1200 to get from 12 to 1200, I've multiplied by 100. So then I would have to multiply the 0. 0.5 times 100, and that's the 50. Now I've got 50 24s or 1200, and then I still add the one to get 51. I don't yep. know if I did that too fast. But that's a version of five is half of 10, where instead of what Kim did was scale up to 124s, cut the 100 in half to get 50 24s. And that's a version of five is half 10, 50 is half of 100. But you can also, instead of scaling up to 100 and then cutting it in half, you could also cut it in half, cut the 24 in half to get 12, and then scale times 100. And I, Kim, I just wrote down 0.5 times 100 or times 100 divided by 2. Right. And, and th- those are equivalent, right? I can do those because of the commutative property. I can either find a half times 100 or times 100, then find a half. And those are equivalent. And sometimes it's easier to do one or the other. So we kind of want to develop both in students. Now, sure. we don't emphasize that really young in young fourth grade students. That's more of a fifth grade, sixth grade strategy when we really start thinking about, well, let me say that again, five is half of 10, as in find the 100 cut that and have to get 50 that yeah we should be doing that at the end of third grade uh all through fourth grade for sure and end up but this idea of a, an equivalent strategy being finding half of it and then scaling it up that comes a little later um we yeah. want to build that one a little bit later yeah. that version of five is half a ten all right okay for another one yes okay the final strategy that we're going to talk about today is oh wait sorry yeah. i want to interrupt you Okay. Um, because I just had this flash before we do the final strategy, could we like do a combo? Because often when we, when we do, um, division strategies, well, in fact, let me be clear. The three strategies, the three main strategies we've talked about so far, smart partial quotients over and under five is half of 10 are all based on the distributive property. And we're about to switch that. That last strategy is going to be based on the associate property. So before we leave the distributive property, let's be clear as we are sort of thinking multiplicatively about division, Often, it's not so clearly just one of these strategies. More often, it's a mixture. It's a combo. So, Kim, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a combo problem. Oh, I'm going to give you a problem and see how you would solve it, but I'm going to bet you're going to combo it. <laughs> I'm making a prediction. All right. So, Kim, what if I gave you 1,152 divided by 24? 1,152 divided by 24. Let me write it down. 1,152 divided by 24. Hey, as you're thinking about that. Yep. Can you think while I talk? Kim's thinking. So I just saw a quote the other day that I'm going to start using more and more that Einstein said something like paper is to record. God, I'm forgetting it. Paper is to write down the stuff because your brain is needed for thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, papers is, is, is to write down the stuff you need to remember. Your brain is needed to think or use your brain to think. Mm-hmm. So that's what Kim's nice. doing. She's writing down the stuff she needs to remember. So she doesn't have to hold that in her head. That yep. frees up her brain to think. I will totally find that quote and we'll quote it better in the next episode, but something like that. All right, Kim, could you think? Well, nice paraphrasing. Um, okay. Yes, I'm, I'm good. So I thought about 124s. It's 2,400. And then I thought about five is half a 10 or 50 is half of a hundred. So I went 50 times 24 is 1,200. And then I asked myself, how far away am I? And how I, far is how far is that 1152 from 1200? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And I realized that um because I play I have you need, I know 52's partner is 48, so 1152 needs 48 to get to 1200. And so I asked myself, 
what do I know about uh, 24 and 48? And that's just two 24s. So then I was at 50 24s is 1,200, and I'm going to get rid of two 24s, which is 48, and that's going to leave me with 48 24s to get to 1,152. So we kind of had a couple 48s flying in that problem. Yeah. Um, but when you subtracted out those extra two 24s, mm-hmm. you got to your target of 1,152, and that was 48 of them. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's a combo. If I can just spell it out, you used five is half a 10 to get to the 50 24s, realized you were too, too much. 1200 was too much. And so then over and under, you went under that 1200, took off those extras uh, to find. So that's, yeah, and I kind of went, I kind of went way over to start with. Oh yeah. Right? I, true. True that. When you found the hundred, you went way over, mm-hmm. but that's kind of five is half a 10 to get back to the 50. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it was still too much. So over under, you kind of took off the, yeah. So combination of using five is half a 10 and over and under, we do that all the time, right? Yeah. All the time we're yeah. using combinations. Well, in fact, you subtracted two. Uh, so that's kind of a smart partial quotient right there. Smart partial, you know, you, you didn't just take off one twelve or one twenty four and then another 24. Mm-hmm. It was smart because you took off all two ask yourself, Hey, what's the difference? And then playing, I have you need like all these things kind of coming together. Um, a little bit of a combo strategy. Okay. Now I'm ready for our last major division strategy. Yeah. And, and like you said, this takes, um, advantage of a different property, the associated property. And this one is equivalent ratio. Ratio division. Kim, we're talking about division. What division? All right. right, What's my problem? problem? Okay. You've got 288 divided by 32. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you what I just wrote down. Okay. I just wrote down 288, the division symbol with the mm-hmm. line and the two dots, di- uh, divided by 32. And then I said to myself, but I'm going to think about that. So then I wrote equals, the equi- equivalent sign, equals 288. And then I wrote the division bar. Mm-hmm. So sort of over 32. In other words, it looks like the fraction 288 30 seconds or 32s. <laughs> Yeah. And as soon as that looks like that fraction, bam, I get different urges. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, when I look at that fraction looking thing or, or a ratio, I look at the ratio of 288 to 32, I get this urge to find common factors and simplify that ratio. So then I say to myself, well, there's obviously some twos in there. And so 288 divided by 32, I could think of half of 288 as 144. And half of 32 as 16. I see some more twos in there. Now I'm starting to go, oh, I probably could have pulled a four out of both of those. Oh, well. But 144 divided by two is 72. And 16 divided by two is eight. So I had 144 divided by 16. That's equivalent to 72 divided by eight. Bam! 72 divided by eight is just nine. Nice. And I was just able to find equivalent ratios in order to solve a division problem. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. And we have the connection between division and fractions popping out. And that really is a really, really important connection that we would want to build as we build division and as we build fraction sense that there is this quotient connection that we can think of A divided by B as A beats. <laughs> Never say that very well. <laughs> but as something like 12 divided by 3, I can think of as 12 thirds. Or as uh, two divided by five, I can think of as two fifths. And so as I can think about division as a ratio, uh, that quotient as a ratio, then I can simplify that ratio and bam, we have our last most important 
Ah, most important. Our last, most maybe most sophisticated uh, division strategy. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Hey, and real quick, I know this is going long. This is the longest episode I think we've ever recorded, <laughs> uh, but division is important. Um, it's interesting to note that often Kim and I will run into a division problem and we will start solving it using equivalent ratio. We'll like instantly see some yeah. common factors and we just divide those out. And then we'll get to one where it's not, and then we'll we'll turn it into a distributed property, and then we'll we'll sort of use one of the smart partial quotients over nine or five is half a ten yeah. strategies from there. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So Kim, if we went back to that problem that we started off with, one hundred ninety two divided by twelve, mm-hmm. can you can you give us an example of the switchy thing? Yeah, sure. So one ninety two divided by twelve. I'm going to actually record the way that you just mentioned. I I wrote one ninety two fraction bar twelve. Mm-hmm. The division bar. 192 um, twelfths. Yep. I'm going to simplify that to 96 divided by six. So cut both of them in half. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then at that point, instead of cutting them in half again, I'm actually looking at that six and I'm thinking to myself, I know 10 sixes is 60. So I'm left with 36. So that's just six more sixes. So 10 sixes and six sixes is 16 sixes. Bam. So very yeah. nice sort of used equivalent ratio first. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, let me look at some some Sharp chunks of that that products. I know. And interesting, products, Kim, oh. what do you... What? I said products again. <laughs> I didn't even catch it that time. Jeez. Hey, so uh, when you said 96 divided by six, you know uh-huh. what I was thinking of? What? Was how brilliantly... You, would, you didn't want to cut them in half, and I'm okay with that. But how brilliantly you could have cut those in to thirds. Like 96 mm-hmm. divided by three mm-hmm. is so brilliantly 32 mm-hmm. and six divided by three is two. And now I have 32 divided by two, which is 16. Another nice. way to get 16. Mm-hmm. Super, super cool. Y'all, it is about choices. It is about empowering students by building these relationships in their brains so that then they can solve any problem that's reasonable to solve without a calculator. If you want to know more about these strategies, remember that you can download our free ebook at mathisforgobble.com slash big, and you can join in the You Can Change Math Class Challenge where we build all of these strategies that's happening on May 11th, 2022. You can register at mathisforgobble.com slash change. If you're listening to this episode some other time, check out what we're currently doing at mathisforgobble.com. And if you want to learn more math and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.